1: Hello, Internet. This is Chase Redshire king Wassenar. I'm a free agent, head coach, and analyst, as well as a contributor at Slingshot Esports. And welcome to the second of our 16 Team by Team Worlds previews. We've got the YouTube going on with actual videos. You can see our faces as we laugh at the terrible jokes we make at each other. <laughs> it's, uh, it is very fun. We just did an awesome recording on G2 if you haven't listened to that, and if you have, then you'll be excited to hear we're talking about the Rocks Tigers, the current favorites to win this whole thing, and breaking it down for us is my good <laughs> friend and co-host, Walter C. Eddie Walter, how are you doing, man? I am doing great.
0: I am so glad that I'm the one who drew Korea, because I actually <laughs> paid attention to Korea. <laughs> sort of paid attention to Korea this year. If It had to be China or Taiwan. Oh.
1: I, I, I love how you, uh, you call it like a draw, as if this wasn't a text <laughs> that I offered you. Because I said, I'm not trusting you with Taiwan. You could have the international wild card. And since I'm making you figure out what's going on in Russia and Brazil, I feel like I'll take China for you. That was to, the to conversation be, as it went down.
0: To be fair, I may have on occasion said that Taiwan should be a wild card region.
1: Uh, yeah, it, it, it came up once or 30 times. <laughs> but we're not here to talk about your bias Bachi. against Taiwanese people today. We're here to talk about this Korean
0: powerhouse. And now, now, hold on. Just because we took Svenskeren doesn't mean that I'm racist towards Taiwanese people. I just don't respect We are bias. here to talk about
1: a Korean team. <laughs> and we will do it whether it would <laughs> that. <laughs> I will keep this, rail, this train on the tracks. God damn it. We are going to move on to the Rocks Tigers, the team we are all here to discuss, a team that has been incredibly exciting. This is the team, obviously, that made it to the finals at Worlds last year, took SKT to four games, thus ruining a lot of uh, teasers that people had going, but also showing that they could compete with the best of the best. This is a team that has an incredible record against everyone not named SK Telecom historically. Walter, can you put this team in context to some of the Korean powerhouses that we've seen over the years at Worlds?
0: Well, I have to add even more context to how, you know, Rocks Tigers ended up as the number one seed out of Korea. SKT lost to KT Rolster Mm -hmm. in the semifinals of the Korean playoffs. Mm -hmm. So Rocks Tigers, they, they... Sort of dodged a bullet, and part of that comes to towards the end of the, the summer season going into the playoffs, SKT struggled. And typically for organizations to be successful in Korea since season three, it comes at the expense of SKT struggling. We go back and look at the Samsung organizations. They were you know, very successful in season four when SKT had some issues. Um, really, you know, coming up with a solid roster that was, you know, sort of the decline of Bengi, um, decline of some of the o- other older players that were around Faker, um, Pumandu, and the like. So it usually is at the expense of SKT. Now, granted, the SKT and Rocks Tiger series that happened during the summer split were absolutely fantastic League of Legends to watch, mm-hmm. uh, very strong, and it really kind of came down to Rocks as the second arguably the best player in the world right now in Smeb. SKT has the best or arguably second best in Faker since they are going through a bit of a lull. Um, and it's just always been, Rox has really had these these four elder statesmen in Korean League of Legends that have really came from sordid backgrounds. You know, Smeb jokingly was one of the worst top laners in Korea back when he was on IM. And then now he's blossomed into, yeah, it's, First or second best player in the world. You look at Gorilla, you look at Kuro, you look at Prey. At times have been like, okay, why are you playing professional League of Legends? You're just not not stacking up. And then this year, they they added Peanut. They added this this rookie jungler who's really rounded out this roster and has brought a level of aggression to this team uh, that that Hojin and Wisdom last year just lacked. They lacked that type of map pressure, and he. It was really, really successful in the spring, especially when it was carry-style junglers, Kindred and Graves and the like, uh, but it's shown really a, a strong propensity for the other metas that have erupted over this season. Um, so Rocks were undisputably the second-best team in Korea for the better part of almost two years at this point, um, and they... They're in the right place at the right time as as we sort of see a little bit of a decline with SKT, and they finally get their first Korean title, and they get to go into Worlds the the favorites to win it all, and and you know definitely a favorite to you know make it pretty easily into the quarterfinal stage.
1: Yeah, this is not a team. When people look at Group A, that pe- that people are worried about. This is a team that when we talk about them, we're talking about. How far can they go? But I want to challenge you on something here. You you talk about the rise of Rocks Tigers being directly correlated to the fall of SK Telecom. And that's something that, you know, given that SKT are two-time champions and we've only had five Worlds, only four of which I count because we hadn't even given the game to most Asian regions when the first Worlds came around. But... Isn't there more to what this Rocks Tigers has done to grow and develop to finally reach this pinnacle, where they took this you know hard-fought victory over a KT Rolster team that is a lot better than people are going to realize just because they didn't happen to make it to this tournament? I, I, I mean, let's can we just talk about the growth of Rocks Tigers individually for just for people at home who maybe haven't watched them since they were at Worlds last year? Definitely. So, so I, I
0: say. I say the fall of SKT is in, like, we didn't get the final that we as fans deserved. Rocks didn't get the finals that they deserved. There's an excellent piece uh, written by Emily Rand where she spends a a, a night with the Tigers, and it's basically uh, the score sitting there interviewing all of them as they're, like, eating in barbecue and and talks a lot about um, sort of the interaction among the players and about how the players felt about winning. And they were visibly crying when they won and i feel like as a fan we've seen rocks versus skt multiple times at this point in the fin- in you know a final it, whether it's the world championship whether it's a korean final we've seen the match up and to me personally them winning korea has an asterisk on it um just because it wasn't against SKT. It was against KT, and part of that has to do with the falling of, of SKT in terms of they struggle to adapt to the patches uh, towards the end of the summer split. But you are correct that it's not just about that. A lot of their success this year has been hinged on the introduction of Peanut as their as their jungler. He has added quite a a aggression to this roster and has really set Kuro and Smeb, who Smeb was, you know, the best top laner at Worlds last year, and and Kuro has slowly just continued to build upon his very consistent and steady career. And once she added Peanut into the mix, it just turned these two players into different players. They were no longer just the steady consistency. This is our job. This is what we're going to do. We're going to go, you know, even or win lane, you know, just barely. Now it turned into get Peanut involved. And there, that three-man core was Dangerous to play against because they were so in sync with each other. They constantly had peanuts back uh, Because he would love to go into the enemy jungle He loved invading his you know kindred in Italy was very in your face as a young jungler Mm -hmm. and and curl were able to use sort of Their experience as players and their own individual skill to not only prop up this rookie But to use what he was doing and the pressure he was placing on the map to their advantage, to allow themselves to start dominating lanes uh, in a way that we have not seen from either of them, mm-hmm. even over the course of the summer split, Kuro was a a solid mid laner. You know, mm-hmm. week one, and by the time you get to the end of it, he was the the playoffs MVP for Korea. He was fantastic. The champion pools just sit perfectly with him. He's great at the Vladimir. He's great at he was great at Swain. He's great at all these champions as they came up, and he was always showing that no matter what new champion was going to come into the meta he's able to play it, and he's able to play it with a, a very high proficiency. Same thing with Smeb. We've seen this guy on tanks. We've seen him on hard carries like Fiora. We've seen him on more hybrid carries like Nar. I don't know what you throw at this guy in terms of a champion that he can't play. Mm-hmm. But he can play everything, and he can play it at a high enough level where you're scared enough that you might want to consider banning it. So... It it, it isn't all about SKT's fall. A lot of it is just the continued improvement of these sort of steadying presences on rocks, uh, particularly in the mid-top and jungle. And that's not even talking about Gorilla, who we haven't seen a support like Gorilla since Mata Mm -hmm. with Samson White. We haven't. And again, this article that Emily Rand did really describes and, and shows Gorilla as this micromanaging figure on this team and he's telling people when that which one's gonna answer a question and you know it keeps everyone's egos in checks but also make sure he's make sure that they realize that yeah no you are that good but you can't act like that like have some humility yeah um he is he is absolutely from, from reading that article and a few other articles about him and about rocks in total he is kind of the quintessential captain uh that you want on your on your team and there is a, a very good reason that rocks is considered the favorites going into this. They've looked fantastic.
1: Yeah. And and it's funny to say this of a team that was second place in Worlds last year, but this is a team that is the actual underdog story, if you think about what they've had to go through as a team. This was a team that didn't have a gaming house at certain points over the last two years. This is a team that has switched back and forth on who their sponsors were, if they had a sponsor at all, And none of those sponsors were giving the same amount of money that a team like SKT or KT or even Africa, you know, just these people that, you know, have money, have been invested time and time again, you know, have those stable infrastructure. They haven't done that. All they've had is each other. And I think you nailed it when you talk about how Gorilla has been this glue that has kept this team together while Peanut is the thing that people are going to look for to be the X factor that maybe changes the dynamic of what very much could be a SKT versus Rocks Tigers sequel, depending on how certain things go and what your opinions are of some of the other teams we'll talk about later in this series of of podcasts. But I want to get to something that you touched on very briefly earlier. Smeb versus Faker. We've seen this on LOL Esports People have released the brackets. This is the first time since season three when he made his statement game, Faker, what was that? That we are looking at a world in which the critical consensus is that maybe he's not the best player in the world anymore. Do we think that Smeb has reached that point where he is truly the person to watch more than anyone else at this tournament if you're looking at just sheer individual greatness to go along with the synergy
0: that you've already touched on the the problem i feel like with that question is that even in season 4 when SKT weren't performing great even late you know late on here in the summer in season 6 when they weren't performing great you cannot count faker out mm-hmm. You can, there's, when you're a gambler, you always have these rules where it's like you don't gamble, you don't do, you don't gamble on your favorite team, you don't do this, you don't do that. Yeah, you don't one bet those, on Payne Manning on
1: a Monday night game, you don't
0: bet, it's just yeah. those kind of things. Yeah. Betting against Faker is just one of those things. But I feel mm-hmm. like anytime you have that inkling where you want to doubt him, he does something that just puts you in awe. You cannot believe that a human being was capable of doing that with a mouse and a keyboard. The, the, the duel with Ryu is one of them. The, just the constant ease at which he brings Ryze out, just out of thin air. Like, oh, no, why are you playing Ryze? And it's like, oh, yeah, he can play all 130-some-odd champions in the mid lane. We've seen Aurelia. We've seen Master Yi. Like He will figure out some way to beat you. He, he just does it. He has never, ever in his career been considered the worst player at his position. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes Smeb's story so great. That's what makes this underdog story and him being the primary face of this Rock's underdog story is so fantastic. And I'll say one of my flaws as a person, as an analyst, is I do take a little bit more stock in in historical context. Mm -hmm. I think right now Smeb is the closest player to ever reach the point of where Faker is. He's almost at the top of Mount Olympus. Mm -hmm. He's just entering the cloud cover. And I think he could have had it shot if, if Rocks and, and SKT played against each other in the, in the summer finals. That possibly could have been it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to punish Smeb too much because SKT didn't get there. That's SKT's fault, not Smeb's. Right. But I, I, I steady myself. I, I hold off on crowning Smeb the new best player in the world because I need that one more matchup. I need to see these two teams and Smeb and Faker, even though they're in opposite lanes, I need to see these guys play against each other Mm. one more time and see Smeb really, you know, really take it to SKT and really take it to Faker. And I have not yet seen that moment from Faker where he's bled. He's performed poorly. He's had some pretty poor matches this season, I'll I'll be honest. But there's still not a moment where I'm like, yeah, I'm going to take G2 over SKT. Well, and this is the, the,
1: Thing when it comes to the world championship, right? This is where it matters. This is where you prove yourself and you make your legacy. Toys is the perfect example of this. He was a Taiwanese <laughs> player that barely had a career after that, is still salvaging (laughs) something in Hong Kong esports and wherever he's going next, though now he's getting sued by all of that. It's become a mess. But we remember Toys because we remember the plays he made in Season 2 and the Oriana ults that single-handedly won games (laughs) against teams that we thought they had no business beating. Absolutely. And the thing about the Rocks Tigers is, right now, they have not beaten SKT. In a, in a five-game series, it has not happened. And they always say, you know, we want this. We want to prove that we can do it. And every time they've gotten that chance, even looking just back at the spring, they haven't been able to pull it off. It's the monkey on their back. It's the one thing that they haven't done. And I guess I'll put it this way, Walter. Is this team in the best position to get that monkey off their back and bring the tournament home? Or do you think that we need to curb back this Tiger enthusiasm just a little bit from where it's been when we look at just the overwhelming hype we've seen for all of these players, both as individuals
0: and as a team? I think if they're going to do it, they're going to do it now. Mm-hmm. I think this is, this is the moment to do it. This mm-hmm. is the time that the five players on Tigers are playing at their absolute best that I've ever seen. Out of out of them, they are just playing phenomenally. Kuro, like I said, went from it. You know, week one he's a, he's a good mid laner. To now he's arguably two. He's arguably right behind Faker. He's arguably yeah. third. Like I, that's just fantastic. Prey and Gorilla are a a just wonderful bot lane to watch and. When you look at Smeb and you look at Peanut, they're really kind of in the background where you don't talk about them a lot. You know, even Gorilla being the first guy, he's the Nick Fury of this Avenger <laughs> program. Like, let's be honest, that's the story. Gorilla mm-hmm. was like, I need to build a team, and he's the, the guy they started with. You don't talk about them as much because you have such a wonderful story in Smeb, and you have the young kid, you know, the young firecracker kid in, in Peanut that's added, you know, the, the the pep to the step of these, you know, Old timers. Mm. Um, so I feel like the other three are kind of in the background in terms of the narrative wise, um, but just play wise, they've all been stellar. And if it's going to happen, it's going to happen in this moment. I'm just, I to me, if I was one of these tigers guys players, if I was in this position where I have this monkey on my back of SKT, if I never play SKT in this tournament and I still win Worlds. I'll be happy I won worlds, but I would still have this. I'd still have that monkey. I don't Come think coach, on. I don't think a world championship takes that monkey off your back.
1: The world championship makes them one of five teams that have ever done it. That is all the monkeys they need to and get rid of. They're
0: 7 and 21 against SK. I don't care. They're one they of, five a best of five teams. If
1: they win worlds, they will be mm-hmm. one of five teams to have ever done it.
0: That puts you in a pantheon
1: where you are first ballot League of Legends Hall of Famers when they eventually build it, and they will have earned every amount of praise. And I do not like this idea, and you're not the first person to say this. There is an ongoing feeling that they have to beat SKT or all of this is just, you know, semantics. Oh, they're winning because it's an off year. No, they're winning because they're one of the best teams we've seen come out of Korea. And I think that, you know... Even compared to some of the SKT teams that have won worlds before, I like the way this team is playing more than I liked the way SKT was playing coming into last year. This Mm -hmm. is a team that could come out and make a huge statement in the group stage. Like if they come out and they just smack around G2 and just, you know, demolish, you know, just like a little flick of the finger to a team like CLG, Uh they can absolutely prove that they are the best team in the world. With Absolutely. or without that matchup against SKT. That is where I will, I will have to, 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 to disagree with you. And for the However, record, we just went an entire 20 minutes without mentioning the fact that Prey is one of the best <laughs> utility 80 carries that has ever played the game. His Ash Arrows are honestly out of this world. And I don't know. That, that says so much about this team that they have one of the three best 80 carries in a region that is seen to be the most dominant region. And we couldn't even find time to bring him <laughs> up in 20 minutes. That's just incredible. This team's so good.
0: It's so good. They're they're good, but whether you like it or not, that, that's on the checklist. Beating sure. SKT is on that checklist. I I don't necessarily like it all that much. I would love I would love not to have this thought of, yeah, but they didn't beat SKT in about the Korean finals. I would love to have that, but that sticks in the back of my head. And I know as as when I played sports as a fan any of these things, yeah, if the Bills went on to onto the Super Bowl, but they lost twice to the, jet, to the Jets, I yeah, I'd have a Super Bowl, but I'd be like, man, I wish we beat the Jets. I'd always had that little nagging thing. Maybe that's a terrible example, because both of those teams are awful. It's a, de- a point I, I, stand. I, I'm just
1: telling you right now, I'd sell my soul for a Falcon Super Bowl, so I just <laughs> can't wrap my mind around it. But you know what? The good news is, regardless of which side of that debate you're on, we can all agree that Rocks Tigers want that chance. They have spoken time and time again, and the idea of Nofe versus Kakoma one more time just makes me happy on the inside. This is a, you know, a strategic mastermind who is going to be prepared for anything that comes their way, and this is just going to be a really fun team to watch. Hopefully, this podcast was really fun to watch. If you enjoyed it, you know YouTube, we have our Rough Drafts podcast section. You already know that if you're watching the video but that's for our good old podcast listeners and hey maybe in the next couple episodes you need to be on the go well soundcloud.com slash esports rough drafts or if you go to podcast section on itunes and search rough drafts they'll take care of you there we are here to give the people what they want and please do you know rate comment subscribe this will let us know what kind of material you like going forward so we can make the things that you enjoy listening to you also, of course, can find us on social media. I'm at RedShirtKing. Walter, where can the nice people at home find you? You guys can find me at c underscore LOL. And you can find us tomorrow talking about this Albix Knox Luna, who is a team that most of you probably have never heard about until you found out that there was an international qualifier and a second team needed to get in. So <coughs> it's time to give a team that's been underrated Uh, a little bit of some time. So come back for that. And until then, goodbye, Internet.